0: You are listening to the weekly Great Governance Podcast hosted by Dr. Harlan. So why do we do what we do? We are on a mission to find and voice the hidden stories of excellence in local government so that others are motivated to lead and transform communities. We share information and profile local government practitioners and active citizens who are ethically leading change and innovation in communities and showcase this on our various digital media platforms.
1: Welcome to part two of our performance management chat with Director Edward Yankees from the Bay Municipality in the Southern Cape. In part one, Director Yankees shot straight from the hip. This week, we discuss consequence management and toolbox talks in this concluding episode three. Enjoy. We often hear, you know, and the AG talks about that, the president talks about that in the last State of the Nation address as well. He talked about this word consequence management. Now, is this just another phrase of the day? And here's the link between consequence management and performance management, or is it just the same thing, or is this a new word? What the heck do we make of this word consequence management in local government?
2: Doc, I attend a lot of seminars and webinars,
1: and it's easy to throw
2: words and terms around to start because consequence management sounds like it's such a beautiful, it's such a great word, and you, you sound clever. But it is actually consequence management, just bluntly, is you need to be held responsible for things you do, and you need to be held responsible for things you aren't doing. So if you're doing things right, you will be rewarded. If you're doing things wrong, there should be a consequence to that. But let's get to the question in terms of, is it the same? No, it is not. Consequence management and performance management are two different terms, but consequence management forms part of performance management because both of them aims to promote governance. Can you remember, I've listed all the different governance structures. If those government structures are in place, people can perform and there are consequences too if you are not performing. So performance management is used to maintain certain objectives and to evaluate if those objectives are not reached or has been reached. Consequence management is also finding ways in which to remedy underperformance. And there I would suggest that people are either using the government structures or you can make sure that as the city of Cape Town has done wonderfully, They've got a proper consequence management framework, which we are currently actually also adopting, a consequence management framework that spells out what are the consequences for not doing your work, that spells out what is the remedies and what is the corrective actions that can be taken to ensure that people are performing as they ought to be. It's just important, Doc, to note that consequence management isn't always bad, It's also those good people, those people, those good performers, those people that are really doing what they're supposed to do and that are loyal to their municipalities and organizations, that they actually, through a consequence management perspective, be rewarded for being good performers.
1: But that's why we're saying that performance management is just all about money. We read in the newspapers every day about performance bonuses, and the workers sometimes complain, the bosses get boarded, but not us. How do we make sure that performance management is not always linked to pay or financial rewards? Doc, you will hear
2: that I don't use the word bonus. It's In local government, it's actually clear, and sometimes in private sector as well, that people get a 13th check and they get increments on their salaries without doing anything. But performance rewards are something different. And at Mosselby Municipality, we've made the decision that because we're loyal to this organization, so the unions and through our toolbox talks and through our engagements and our suggestion boxes with the staff members, the staff unanimously made a decision that our performance are going to be rewarded with non monetary rewards. There's a a lot of various, I've done a study on the various non-monetary wards that can be given to staff members in terms of when they're performing right. So yes, we want to steer away and I'm a a believer that we need to steer away from the monetary value of there's some other municipalities that that are doing it perfectly. One should investigate or study the Swatland example, which is a very good example where as far as I know, that performance are not linked to money, but performance are linked to non-monetary rewards because it's about you doing what you're committed to do and to be loyal. So yes, at Mastermind Municipality, currently, staff members don't get awarded a performance bonus. Uh, That's now the lower level staff. And they uh, themselves, through various negotiations, decided that they're proud to be at this municipality, and performance is not about the appraisal. It's about detecting and correcting non performance to make sure that we serve the community.
1: But the seniors are rewarded, you see?
2: See, there is a difference in terms of legislation. You understand that senior managers don't get an automatic bonus as normal staff in all organizations, the 13th check. So, senior yeah. managers don't get a 13th check automatically their 13th check is based on a performance agreement and that is evaluated through legislation. But like I said, I'm a firm believer that senior managers should get the package and then the performance process should be away from rewarding. It should be more on, did I do my work? Have I performed? And move into towards a non-monetary situation. But currently legislation is being debated, but like I said, I'm speaking under correction, I like the SWAT Lund process whereby they don't give performance bonuses, but that they've got one package that they have, and their performance is evaluated on a month-to-month basis, a more regular basis, more feedback-driven basis, to ensure that services are delivered.
1: Just uh, elaborate, there's two things that uh, caught my attention. One is two about talks and non-monetary awards. What do you consider as non-monetary awards? Like I said, Doc, I've got a full
2: presentation just focusing on employee engagement and what non-monetary awards there can be. It can be giving people leave. It can be giving people time off. It can be giving people certificates. It can be holding graduation sessions where you are recognizing staff members in front of all their peers. There's about 15 others I can mention in terms of how you can go about recognizing. I mean, some people in my director came to me and say, if you just send me an email to say thanks, Mm. if you just call me in front of my peers and say, yes, well done, Those things inspiring people to to even be more loyal and to be more committed. And Toolbox Talks? Toolbox Talks is where we break departments up into different smaller groups, where we go out and engage with employees. So instead of these big meetings where you have to have on a monthly basis, you're having separate meetings with different smaller pockets of employees, where there's six or seven employees are together and then in a nice group, we can explain to them the different aspects of performance management. But we also do two talks now for COVID. We experience it. It's a very effective tool. And then people feel engaged. People feel mm. that they're not just a number in this big wall meeting that we're having, but we're coming to the guys and the performance appraisal, the performance management of the ATSA team goes out to the people where they are in the depots, where they are working in the fields, and they get engaged on that personal level.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we almost uh, through this interview. If you just tuned in, we are chatting to the director of corporate services at the Mosel Bay municipality and we're talking about performance management and how to get this right in municipalities, and we're learning from the experience from the Mossel Bay municipality. Now, the Auditor General says that if we're gonna get this thing right, it's going to be through ethical leadership. Now, is there a link between performance management and human resource development? And I wanna go another question in there. Can ethical leadership be taught? Doc, from my perspective, yes i
2: believe so i believe leadership should get exposed into different workshop situations training situations but it's i mean people will become more ethical if they see there are consequences if they're not ethical so if that culture of ethics doing the right things making sure that there's no fraud and there's no corruption and you're making decisions based on processes yes i think but it's a culture that needs to be created but the other thing is also... Uh, uh, who, uh, if it, sorry, director. Who must create the culture? Leadership. From your mayor, to your municipal manager, to your senior managers, to your heads of departments. From the top down, that culture needs to be created, that culture of engagement. and people need to see. i actually going to teach ethical behaviour actually in an organisation as well. If Everyone sees that there's consequences to fraud, there's consequences to late coming, there's consequences to stealing, there's consequences to, to what we call gedrag. So there's consequences. If actions are not in line with what they should be, there's those consequences. Now, coming back to the question also in terms of that, like human resources development, according to me, is the process of developing an individual skill, knowledge within the workplace by means of, implementing training interventions performance management where it links it's a process where you identify the strength and the weakness of the employee and that is to assist in finding suitable training and development programs to improve that employee and to improve that employees performance so all performance management should be seen as a diagnostic tool that will aid the development of the impactful interventions. There must be impactful interventions They shouldn't be just compliance interventions. Every development, every training, there should be impact. So once the development areas have been identified through performance management, clear objectives then must be set for employees and these interventions must be identified and prioritized. So this will actually allow personal growth of employees which will then turn into effect their well-being and the work situation. That is all part of if You have leaders that sees the importance of being ethical, but there's also leaders that seeing the importance of adhering to legislation and to ensure that people are developed, people are trained, people are workshopped to ensure that there are ethical actions taken by municipal officials.
1: And what about attitudes? You know, you, you you talk about knowledge and skills, but isn't the number one thing attitude? Doc, how do you
2: change the attitude? You engage with people. You find out what people, why a person's attitude is wrong. And I think in local government, this, that HR development part of engaging is lacking. You need to engage. You need to make time to engage with employees. People need to ensure or leaders need to ensure that people are listened to that people has got a voice and once that culture is installed by continuous engagement among staff members amongst stakeholders that attitude and that culture will be installed in the organization mm.
1: okay so final question so i'm a manager listening to this podcast or i'm a non-line manager and i would like to introduce this in my municipality but all around me i'm drowning in the sea of everybody just doing nothing where do i start first of all it's actually a very tricky question because i just
2: explained what we've done so the first thing i would say is do what Masaba has been doing that implementation process that whole change management process so You need to look at change management, but I've dotted down a few things that if I was not in this situation, first, do your research. Engage with municipalities. We've gone through this process already. So do research, engage with other municipalities. Secondly, identify stakeholders and engage with them through meetings and workshops. So identify the stakeholders in your organization, in your municipality. Get help from Salga, COCTA, LG CETA, the Department of the Premier, Department of Local Government. So get help. There's a lot of help out there. There's a lot of stakeholders or partners out there that can assist you in rolling this out. Make sure that people understand the vision and make sure that they understand the strategy where the municipality is leading to. Then very important, set realistic milestones. Can you remember I spoke about the implementation plan? So set realistic milestones. Make sure that you get the buy-in from management as well as council. Don't go running on your own. Make sure that the leadership from the top, you get the buy-in from that. Then start the process, even if it's just on a small scale. Don't not start because you don't really start the process. Do all those things and I promise you your municipality will be a success. I don't say through that doc that Mossberg municipality don't have challenges. I don't say through that that Mossberg municipality there is no issues. But because structures are in place, those issues can be dealt with. Because there are consequence management, because government structures are in place, because leadership is leading from the top, Mossberg municipality is able to produce and to perform at the highest levels on a day-to-day basis.
1: Okay, thank you very much for that insight. So I'm gonna call you a bit under the bus here now by asking unprepared questions. So, what keeps you? What keeps you going? You've been in local government for 26 years. People say, "Ah, oh, man, useless this uh, sphere of government." What keeps you going?
2: <laughs> Sorry for laughing. I was actually asked that question about three days ago. And my answer is I am well looked after. I'm well looked after. My municipality is looking at me from an engagement perspective. They are giving me opportunities to ensure that I can implement my work. I've got a good work-life balance. And the one thing is the reason why I'm happy and I'm staying, I've been at this municipality for 18 years now, and because they are There's a culture of performance. There's a culture of doing what is right. There's a culture of wanting to be committed. There's a culture of loyalty. There's a culture of love amongst most staff members. I don't say there aren't challenges, but the reason why I'm staying is this municipality's vision and mission is keeping me here. They are serious about their employees. They are serious about engaging employees and they're serious about developing and giving employees opportunities to grow themselves.
1: The One thing we didn't touch on was political interference. You know, sometimes we hear politicians interfering. So what role does politics play in performance management? At Massoby Municipality for
2: the past 18 years that I'm here, is our, our, our politicians understand Section 53, uh, the roles and responsibilities of the administration and the roles and responsibilities of politicians. I can say emphatically that at Mossberg Municipality for the past 18 years, I have never experienced any political interference. The politicians allow the administration to do what they're supposed to do. The administration on a regular basis give feedback to the politicians so that they can understand. We've got WhatsApp groups between Exco and Mako. We've got every second week, we've got them. Um, A manco meeting where the executive management meets with the uh, executive mayoral committee we've got on a day-to-day communication between the different portfolio heads of the different directorates we are one team we're not separate teams we've got separate functions but at master municipality for the past 18 years there's been that professional understanding and this is what i pray and i hope for other municipalities too as well Politicians as they've got their job, they've got their jobs, they've got their responsibility from an oversight perspective. Your municipalities or municipal officials must do the administration and uh, those lines, as long as you don't blur that lines, that's just what's happening at Mossbury municipality. Those lines are not blurred and officials are giving
1: the authority and the opportunity to perform. Thank you very much for your insightful talk. If a municipality would like to get in contact with you, are we welcome to share your number on this platform? You are welcome to share my email number uh,
2: and my cell number. My cell number is 082-940-773. My email address is eyankees at musclebay.gov.za. I say I will shoot straight. There's a lot of people that must probably won't agree with me. But I want to say lastly, and I really want to get onto the feathers of my fellow municipal officials out there. We need to start doing what we are paid to do.
1: Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And all the best with your work and your professional career. And we're looking forward to engaging more in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks, Doc. thank you for lending us your ears to the amazing and talented Great Governance team, audio engineer Bandila Kosa, the voice, Pumilani, and producer Al-Ontong, respect and love. Keep the faith and let's work to make South Africa great, right where we are.
0: If you loved what you heard, subscribe to our Great Governance podcast that is available free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And of course, Also on our HRD Governance Facebook page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Listen to learn.